Welcome to Pick Up and Deliver, the podcast where I pick up my audio recorder when I drop my kids off at school and deliver an episode to you while I walk home. I'm Brendan Riley. Well, good morning, listeners. It is a warm Thursday morning here in suburban Chicago at the end of May, May 31st. Tomorrow begins June, and I know summer isn't for another 20 days, but I always think of June as the beginning of summer. So this would be the last day of spring. Here in uh, LaGrange, they have a... LaGrange, Illinois is where I live. Here they have a city carnival that the children are very excited for that they're setting up. So this weekend they get to go to a pet parade where they're going to literally, the people who have pets are going to go on parade or something. Uh, And then there's the carnival where they charge you too much money to ride silly rides. Uh, But my son and my daughter are both very excited for it. It should be a good time all around. You're not here to listen to my weekend plans. You're here to hear about some games. So today I wanted to talk a bit about Kickstarter. There's been some conversation over in the Pick Up and Deliver Guild, 3269. If you haven't visited yet, please do drop by. And this topic was uh, suggested by Wes. Hello, Wes. Uh, Jason also made a comment. Greetings, Jason. And uh, Nick Shaw has been uh, making a few comments here and there. Thanks to those of you who have been reading and participating there. It's always fun to get a little feedback and a little conversation. Helps the helps feel like the conversation's flowing and feels like there's other people on these walks with me. But so Wes was talking about, uh, or mentioned that he thought my perspective as a game developer and boutique publisher, which is my nice way of saying we make very small print run games, um, as giving me insight into the Kickstarter platform or giving me room to talk about Kickstarter a little bit. So I thought that's what I would do today. I think that I'm going to... I I was thinking about what exactly I would say there's a lot to say about Kickstarter. And I was thinking about how I say it without saying exactly what everyone else has already said. Because if you are in the board game hobby, this is a subject of frequent conversation. There are a lot of people who have insight into how Kickstarter should work. And a lot of people who have talked about it. That said, I don't know how into the hobby or how deep into Kickstarter you yourself have gone. So I was just thinking about my take on a couple different aspects of it, and we'll see where that goes. I'm interested in hearing your thoughts on whether or how much this sounds like new information or how much this presents a different angle. I certainly don't want to be that guy who says the same thing everybody else says, and I'm a little nervous about that. So in thinking about about the what to talk about in Kickstarter, I thought I would particularly focus on the sort of philosophical question of what, what is Kickstarter for? And I made a list of a bunch of things. I thought about zipping through the list really quickly. But I think given my brand of um, circuitous thinking about issues it, and the fact that this podcast is only 10 to 15 minutes, well, 15 to 20 minutes, depending on how far I walk, that it might be worth our while just for me to explore one of the questions about what Kickstarter is for, or at least see whether there's room for that. So we might as well start with the 
the original conceit. What is Kickstarter for? What was it created for? And why have board games become such a massive part of the Kickstarter platform? If you look at Kickstarter's overall numbers, board games are a big part of it. And um, why? what is it about board games that makes them particularly suited to Kickstarter as it was originally conceived, as opposed to the later? So, Kickstarter's original conceit uh, comes from the idea of, right, the metaphor is the starting of a motor, like a motorcycle, that you start by kicking it. And the idea is that a quick injection of energy, in this case kinetic energy, to the starter pedal starts the engine running. Um, it's not really that different from old-timey people cranking up the front of their car, or uh, you see one of those cool old aviators standing in front of his plane spinning the propeller, right? The idea is you have this energy that you have to use that you can use to start something that can then run on its own. And so Kickstarter is built around the idea of people who have something they want to do but don't have the funds to start it. And so the Kickstart is the people who support them participating. And there are lots of different kinds of Kickstarters. There are Kickstarters for artistic projects that often yield little or no results, or the results that they yield aren't physical, tangible objects. You know, that, um, like my mother kickstarted a play. I think she got a ticket to the play, but the bulk of the money that she spent did not come in, come back to her in the form of a reward. Uh, or it's not uncommon to kickstart uh, casual projects. One of the more famous Kickstarters I've participated in was the one for Feminist Frequency, which could be pointed as one or two linchpins that started, that became the maelstrom of Gamergate, or became the uh, starting incident around which Gamergate swirled. Um, Feminist Frequency being a YouTube video channel of relatively small fame until the, all this happened. You're welcome to go read the history of that. So Kickstarter, and in its presentation of itself, the idea is you have vision, you have talent, you're an artist, you're a creative person, you're an inventor, but you don't have the capital to make the thing work. And bank loans are risky because if it fails, then you're on the hook for all that money. And so banks are really picky. So Kickstarter then offers a chance to help people make that dream a reality. Now for those of you who are going, wait a second, that's not how Kickstarter works. Recall, I'm talking about the philosophical pitch of Kickstarter, what it presents itself to be, and in the early days what it was. Uh, I don't know how many of you were doing board game Kickstarters in 2013, 2012, but back then those, those uh, projects were, I'm going to cover up my mic here, sorry about the change in sound quality. Uh, I, but I, I prefer a little hollow sounding to windy, so we'll deal. So back then, the, the Kickstarter landscape was pretty wide open, and the kinds of board games you'd see often weren't done, and a lot of the reputation for what Kickstarter games, what happens to Kickstarter games, comes from these early days when nobody knew what they were doing. Um, and I'll talk about that a bit more later. But the idea is you have a thing... You want to make it, you need money to make it. So how come board games? Why did board games become such a big part of Kickstarter? Again, this might be sort of obvious to you, but if you haven't thought it through, this is my thinking on it, and I'm, I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on what, what made board games such a, 
ideal fit for Kickstarter. Namely, for me, it's the issue that board games are relatively cheap to plan and expensive to make. So, um, when you are making a board game, when you're planning one or inventing one, creating one, I don't like the word inventing, by the way, there is a whole subset of the hobby that uses the term invent to describe what one does with the game. Honestly, I think this is so they have a stronger claim rhetorically on patenting the game that they make. I think that's why they use the term invent, but I've seen this a number of places where people call themselves a game inventor. It just drives me bonkers, because to me, games are not invented, they are social activities that are created, but invent seems, I don't know. I don't know why it bugs me so much, but it does. Anyhow, so when you are working on a game, prototyping can be ridiculously cheap. It can be very expensive too, but for the most part, you can use index cards and paper clips, or you know, if you've played Pandemic Legacy all the way through, you have a bunch of colored cubes sitting around. Uh, getting the components for a game design kit are, is relatively cheap and easy. And when you're done doing that, then you have a bunch of components that you can use to experiment with your game that doesn't that don't get in the way of um, playing, making it, because they're not expensive. So developing your game is relatively cheap. Writing the rules on the first draft, anyway, is relatively cheap. You can get to the point where you have a playable game that may look like crud, but it plays wonderfully. And you can do all that for just the investment of your time, which since a lot of game designers are part-time game designers who do it as a hobby, even if it's a sort of professional hobby, um, that is the investment they're making, is time mostly. So in the early days of Kickstarter, you could have this thing where you come up with a great game, you get it ready to, ready to go to market, and then there's no game, game store that wants it or game publisher that wants it. Either it doesn't fit with the market or they can't see how you could make money on it or whatever. So Kickstarter became a place where people could do the sales part of the game right to the audience before the game was made. And then the audience pays ahead and the game developer can use that money, that cost, which presumably was put together in such a way that they're going to make plenty of money on it. There's a big asterisk there. And then another bigger asterisk after that. In fact, all the asterisks on that phrase. But, so they put it together so they'll make money on it. And then after the Kickstarter, then they can actually have the game produced. Now, in an ideal world... Well, okay, so there's a couple levels of this. One is there are people who, in the early days of Kickstarter, there are people who had had dreams and little else, right? They have an idea for a game. Maybe they have like one piece of concept art made for it. They've got the rule set, but it's not laid out graphically yet. I mean, they, they have a whole game to make. They've just finished creating the game. Those kind of Kickstarters are pretty uncommon now, or to, to uh, successfully fund them is pretty uncommon now because a lot of people didn't realize that the making part of that game is awfully hard. And it's doubly hard if you don't know what you're doing, if you haven't done it before. 
then you're learning all these new skills at the same time that you're trying to produce and publish the game. So, a lot of people would go to Kickstarter with unfinished games, and uh, they wouldn't always go well. But as a platform, Kickstarter is great because for relatively little investment by the developer, in terms of a couple pieces of art, just to get a feel for what the art's going to be, um, the rules written but not necessarily graphically laid out yet, uh, playtesting done but not the games aren't necessarily made yet, you can get the game to a point where you're ready to actually do the graphic design, art, layout, and editing of the game. But you've done all of the playtesting and most of the development. Inevitably, some development has to come with the graphic design, but ideally you'd, you'd go. So, you get to, ideally you come to Kickstarter with a game that's ready to be made. And so you've done all of the free work, and then you present the game and say, hey, do you guys like it? Or guys and gals. And then the people who like it will back the game, and then you can make it and send it to them. And that's the perfect environment for Kickstarter because, like I said, the expensive part of making a game is the printing of it, the making of it, right? Even the, I mean, the art is very expensive as a production piece. Paying a graphic designer is relatively cheap in the grand scheme of things. Paying a rulebook editor relatively cheap in the grand scheme of things. But the art and the actual making of the game, the printing and shipping of it, are the two most expensive pieces. And for the philosophy of Kickstarter, these are things that should be able to be done after the Kickstarter has, has occurred. And in the early days of board game Kickstarters, this was commonly in the common practice. That it's not uncommon. If you look at early advice about how to do Kickstarters, it wouldn't say have all the art done. It would say have a couple of the pieces of art done and have arrangements made with artists to work on the rest and a reasonable timetable to get it done. So when we look at what Kickstarter is for, you will still find people who make the argument that this is what Kickstarter is for. It's to help little creators who are not professionals meet their dreams and get a game made even though they aren't one of the big companies. And again, in theory, it works, but there are lots of problems, and we will talk about those in a future episode. The next episode of this, what's Kickstarter for, and I don't know when I'm going to do the next, we'll see, is going to be the other side of the thing. Kickstarter is for, it's a pre-order platform. That we, uh, this is the other common answer to the question of what's Kickstarter for. As often as you hear people say, Kickstarter is a way for the little inventor to publish their dream, you will just as often hear people say, it's a pre-order platform that allows companies to, I don't know, make fancier games. We'll talk about that next time. In the meantime, uh, it's the end of May for me. You're probably listening to this a good chunk of the way into June. I think this is a June 11th episode, if I'm tracking right in my head. So I'm about 10 days ahead. That's pretty good. Um, I hope that your summer has started off nicely. Pop into Guild 3269 and let me know what you think of this episode. Uh, what are your thoughts about Kickstarter? The first, This first idea of Kickstarter as a place where the little guy or little gal, the amateur, can, can follow through on that creative dream. Uh, do you think that that's relevant anymore? Have you, played, have you pe- participated in games 
Kickstarters recently that have that flavor. Let me know in the guild. And until next time, I hope that your next walk is as pleasant as mine was. Thanks for listening. Brought to you by Rattlebox Games.